This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, earlier this morning, we were talking with Andrew Wilkinson, the new leader of the B.C. Liberal Party. It was a lengthy a process yesterday, exciting, on the edge of their seats at times. And joining us now to talk a little bit more about how things unfolded is Keith Baldry, chief political reporter with Global BC. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. How was it yesterday? Oh, it was positively electric <laughs> at the Wall Center Ballroom, uh, where this all unfolded over the course of uh, a couple of hours, a little more than two hours. And it was uh, it was exciting. I mean, I love political uh, leadership events, particularly when there's a, 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 a lot of uncertainty about where things were heading. There's certainly a lot of uncertainty in yesterday's uh, balloting. It, it, it's sort of inaccurate to call it balloting. Only one vote was taken, uh, but people had to rank candidates or were given the option to rank candidates one through five, and uh, that's why we had to wait for five counts as the second and third uh, choices. Uh, from from candidates who had dropped out were applied to the other candidates. And Wilkinson grew from from vote to vote in a proportion far greater than any other candidate, which is why we started to pick up the the sense that he could win this thing after about the second or, or third count. And it was pretty fascinating to watch and listen to. Uh, I was listening to as you were cutting into the news hour because the first couple of votes with Diane Watts being on top, was there a feeling there that she had it at that point? No, I think there was a lot of doubts about Watts' ability to bring this thing home. I thought, and a lot of others thought, that it would come down to Watts on the final ballot, final count, versus another candidate. But that, that the other candidate likely would be able to overtake her because Watts didn't seem to have a lot of uh, secondary and third-place support from the other candidate. She is the outsider of the party. She only joined in May. Uh, she is not part of the caucus. She has no caucus support. She has no history in the party. Uh, she was able to still have a pretty impressive showing, but uh, to get over that finish line, you needed a little extra oomph. And uh, I don't think she ever. Uh, that a lot of people thought that she was uh, going to get get there. Now, having said that, I can tell you the atmosphere on the fifth count, when it was down to Wilkinson and Watts, was a huge tension in the hall. I was watching down, on, looking down on people, and people were literally holding their breath, waiting to hear the results. Uh, whether it was going to be Watts or Wilkinson. And when Diane Watts, is, when Susan Wright, the the, uh, the chair of the uh, BC Liberal Party, read out the final name, she started with the, the last place finisher, which in the, when she said Diane Watts, the place he rubbed, yeah. that meant Wilkinson won. And it was, uh, it was, it was dramatic. Uh, and if you like political theater, it doesn't get any better than that. No, I guess not. It reminded me a little bit of the conservative leadership in that Maxime Bernier was leading all along, and then Andrew Scheer came and took it away. Yeah, Wilkinson started out in third place, a rather distant third. Uh, at one point, you know, Michael Lee could very easily have been the leader yesterday. He uh, Wilkinson beat Lee on the fourth count by just something like 31 votes or something. It was a, it was a tiny margin. And whoever of those two guys was going to be on the ballot was going to win. And uh, in this case, it was Wilkinson. So he really won this thing on the fourth count when he beat Michael Lee. Michael Lee had a very strong, surprise, surprisingly strong showing. Uh, and for a while there, it looked like he was going to be the leader. But uh, ultimately, it was Wilkinson. But don't forget about Michael Lee. He's obviously a, a name uh, going forward you're going to hear a lot about. Uh, were you surprised at all about, uh, I don't think anybody was surprised uh, about Sam Sullivan's showing, but uh, what about Mike DeYoung and Todd Stone? 
No, I wasn't. Well, I was. I wasn't surprised about De Jong. I, I didn't think he. I mean, he finished a distant fourth in 2011, and um, he's got a lot of baggage he has to wear. So I wasn't surprised he finished uh, fifth. Todd Stone, I think, has to be disappointed. He was. Um, he, he was touted, I think, by many people as being in first or second place, and he was a distant fourth. And I think part of the problem may have been the uh, the whole uh, dust up and controversy over the uh, over the membership uh, signups that he had to, to lose. Uh, that may have had some impact. On the other hand, um, a lot of that uh, a lot of people had voted before they even learned of that. So he was a he was a distant fourth, and it was apparent right away that once he looked at the count, the young and Stone were gone. It was uh, with, because the gap between them and Wilkinson and uh, and Lee and, and Watts was so wide. So they were gone. So it really became a three-person race after the first count. And then it just events unfolded dramatically, and, and Wilkinson was able to move up uh, significantly from count to count. He was really growing. In leadership races, too, uh, my experience is a candidate who shows growth from ballot to ballot or count to count is the one who's going to emerge as the winner. You've got to show that you're, you're growing, not standing still. And Watts simply didn't uh, grow enough off the first few counts to, to show that she had any momentum. But uh, it was still close. Uh, she is, as you mentioned, the newcomer, uh, new to the party. Uh, do you think, is there a future for Diane Watts uh, with the B.C. Liberals? Well, if she wants it, uh, but she may have to wait a while. Uh, there's a couple of alternatives. Already people last night in the room were talking about whether she'll take a run for Surrey mayorship, uh, her old job, Marla Gainflinda Hebner, even run for mayor of Vancouver. Uh, or, and I asked uh, uh, Andrew Wilkinson this, is will you ask one of your senior MLAs who's been around a long time to perhaps step aside, retire early, and open up a seat for Diane Watts? He wouldn't go there, obviously. You know, I'd sort of put him on the spot. But uh, it's conceivable that that option may materialize as well, that, that somebody may uh, step down and uh, provide an opening for Watts to run in a, in a fairly safe uh, by-election. Now, that's all conjecture. Who knows? Uh, if that doesn't happen, Watts may just have to be on the sidelines for several years, uh, cooling her, her heels, wondering what her next step is going to be. Uh, and what about the next step uh, for Andrew Wilkinson? Uh, he's talked big about doing everything he can to fight the switch or the uh, the vote, uh, trying to get people to go to proportional representation. Uh, what do you think is next uh, for him leading up to a return of the legislature? Well, he's probably going to take a couple of days off. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long it's been a long campaign. Um, but the, the House sits pretty quickly on, this, on the 13th, and I think he wants to hit the ground running there. It's going to be interesting. The Liberals have, sort of, have been rudderless and leaderless for, since the turnover of power. Now they've got a new leader. I think there's going to be some staffing changes. I think there's going to be some energy in that opposition caucus that has been lacking up until now. The NDP sort of had a free ride in the fall uh, as a new government and was given a lot of, uh, a lot of comfort zone. Uh, and that's going to disappear with the new leader now. Uh, I think the Liberals are going to change their tenor and their tone and be more focused as an opposition party, and a fairly aggressive one as well. Wilkinson, though, has to work, I think, on the retail aspect of politics. He can come across as too arrogant, too patrician, west side guy. He's got to start connecting with average folks. Uh, he knows that. He's acknowledged that to me. That, that's his shortcoming. So he's going to, that's his long-term game. He's got to work on that. Short term, though, I think you're going to see a very aggressive liberal opposition uh, take the floor in the House come February 13th in a way that wasn't there in the fall when they were still sort of feeling their way and, and settling into their new role as opposition. But now they've got a new leader. 
uh, you sort of start the, the first chapter again. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.